You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. This is a, a show for the first time in months. We've got the dream team. We've got all four of the, the top team here at SM Media to do the show. Wilson, how are we? Fine, thanks, Scott. Just back from Angie's press conference today <laughs> where I questioned uh, the support of several of our SPL officials and some of the compliance officers. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, buzz- I'm buzzing today, you know. I've finally met the man, so it was good to be on tonight. Very good. Shankers, how are we? I am good, Scott. Uh, just off the back of a game of golf here and we get knocked out, so hopefully this lasts my credit. Here's hoping. Rory Lloyd's here as well. Rory, how are we? Yeah, so good. Not too bad at all. Needs to get some domestic stories on the go as well tonight, as well as the, the European stuff. Definitely. Well, well, obviously this is the Euro 2020 show, so we'll talk. Well, my focus is mainly going to be about the Euros, but We'll start off, we'll bring our old show back into this a wee bit. Ange Postacoglu's press conference was today, spoke really well. Wilson, what do you think, the first impressions of Postacoglu after the press conference today? I mean, he's a very good orator. You know, he answered the questions, I think, with, unfortunately, so far, the limited knowledge that he possibly has. I think he's coming to Celtic at a time where... I don't think, in my opinion, Celtic should have gambled as much. I think they should have went with someone a wee bit more tried and tested because there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on them with every signing. And there always is at Celtic and Rangers. Let's not, be, let's not kid ourselves. But from such a shambolic season, um, and there's obviously in the last few days, there's obviously been a wee bit of Neil Lennon's getting a, a bit of airtime to air his gripes and grievances over the season. And... Um, blame the tea lady and everyone else um, for the misgivings. Um, so I'd expect another few Celtic employees probably to be in the firing line as well, possibly, um, if he's given Lee Griffiths a bit of stick, etc. But, as I said, it's it's such, for me, and I know every appointment, every player's a gamble, but I think it makes it worse when it's been such a poor season. It's been a Poor season PR-wise, um, in terms of the whole Dubai debacle. Um, it's been a poor season in the relationship with the Celtic supporters and selling season tickets. Now, I know you have a loyal fan base and they'll probably sell out regardless, um, but Dominic Mackay's in his first appointment, you know, and I sometimes think if you get your first appointment wrong, you don't necessarily recover unless you act swiftly. Um thought Peter Law on the board under Lennon. I mean, I've, I've been very vocal about that um, in terms of they should have sacked Lennon after the first old firm defeat, but they let that go on. Comarlet on the same position, you know, he maybe kept Alex Dyer on a bit long and I've paid the ultimate price. So Donald McKay's got to get this right because you've seen, unfortunately, um, the stick that Peter Law got. And if this guy, you know, carries on what the season was previous, then I think both of them could be could be in trouble early doors. I think he will get some money to spend. It won't be the Celtic way to go and spend 30, 40 million on. Mother did this from our bed tonight. He's a shout when he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's constantly about Celtic Rory sleeping. If it was about Rangers, it'd be, you know, it'd be the pen and paper taking notes. It's constantly about Celtic. Um, but 
I'm, I'm still, I still think it's a, it's a massive, massive gamble. Um, Rory, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I listen. Wilson makes a lot of good points there. The problem is, Wilson wants someone tried and tested. It's just a case of was there somebody available who was tried and tested? You know, at the price point Celtic were looking looking at in terms of Postacoglu it's very difficult to pass judgement you know none of us know anything about him so we're going to need to give him um, a bit of time to to try and implement his own ideas and bring his own players in and things so um, you know kind of some of the players they've been linked with like your boy Hickey and things I'm, is it him that's making these signings is it him that's you know that, that's having the um, the power to go out and and make his own signings that that I think will come over time but you know they're going to need to get some form of players in the door soon um, listen it's an unknown quantity it's very very difficult to judge Ange Postacoglu so kind of Wilson's touching on the hierarchy there and saying well if it doesn't work out it could keep even more pressure on them which is which is true uh, it's an interesting one but it's, it's a very difficult one to to pass comment on until maybe two three months into the season till things start to take shape. If it was any other club or team out with Rangers and Celtic, I'd be saying seven, eight months in, but it's not how it works mm-hmm. at Rangers and Celtic. Shankers, do you can I go along with that yourself? Is there any kind of thoughts you've got on it? No, I, I agree with Wilson. I think it's a gamble. Uh, considering last season, as uh, Rory says, any other club, you get time at, at any of the old fun teams, it's, they want instant, instant success and and results straight away, so he is, he is going to be judged. I don't think, I don't know if this is what they've been doing at Celtic, I don't think the 12-month rolling contract uh, is a vote of confidence, to be honest. Uh, I think, say, say they go and get Eddie Howe or something like that, has Eddie Howe got a 12-month rolling contract? You're, you're going to try and get him in a three-year deal, because if he's a good year and he's away, you know what I mean? No. So I don't know if that gives me a vote of confidence, but it's similar to Pedro Cucina at Rangers. He's got a manager that doesn't really know the league. Is it, is it worth the gamble? I, I don't really think it is, but Rory says we, we just need to give him time and, and we'll, we'll soon find out. Definitely. We'll move on to the, the Euro show. We've got, we're have got we going to split this into two parts. We're going to do our team of the group stage so far, but first of all, what's been everybody's kind of highlight of the group stages? We'll start with Wilson. What's kind of caught your eye during the, the group stages? Well, uh, my, my surprise that um, Holland won three games. Um, to be honest, I, I didn't think they were much club. I know it was the pre-tournament friendly against Scotland. Um, didn't think they were much club. We managed to squeeze three victories. Um, England, again, being completely lacklustre and nothing about them, yet coming away with seven points um, is very frustrating as well. Um Again, I picked, my, my, well, obviously I picked Scotland as I'm patriotic with that, but my dark horse is Sweden managed to make it through and hopefully a wee victory. And I love Spain as well. As well. Um, so, I would say, I mean, I think, for, I think for, it should be for all of us, the highlight was Wembley. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think the performance um, of the team um, against them, which to be fair was a, a wee bit against the odds. Um but again, I, I, I would have liked Scotland to score a couple of more goals. I think Scotland created a lot of chances um, in the three games and they come away with one goal. I can understand there's been a wee bit of negativity towards Steve Clark um, in recent days after, after going out against Croatia. 
Um, but again, another highlight, I think, you know, what, watching Modric and <laughs> at Hamden the other day was, you know, an education as well. And, and watching these guys, you know, just in, in games of this magnitude and still being able to perform at, at, at the highest level. Um, so, as I say, I think the Scotland performance at Wembley and some individual talent has, has shone through in these rooms. Definitely. Shanters, what's been your highlight of the group stage? Um, it's hard to pick one. I, th- I think just seeing Scotland back at a major tournament for the for the first time in my lifetime. I know they they've been at a major tournament in my lifetime, but obviously I was too young to remember. So I think just watching Scotland, the, the buzz that the whole country had. Uh, it's hard to say Wembley was a highlight when obviously they didn't win, but I think just the performance that they put in and just to show that. That they can compete at that level, although we, we didn't get out of the group. It's, it's they kind of no put a marker done, but I, I think we were almost how many goals were England going to beat us by was, was what all the talk was. So Billy Gilmer kind of breaking through into the, the team with, with that performance as well. Hopefully, it'll be featured a lot more. So I think just overall, seeing Scotland back at a major tournament. Uh, for the first time in, in so long was probably my highlight. And rather than watching the Euros as a fan, uh, rather than watching the Euros as a neutral for the tournament, watching it as a as a supporter was was something that hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do again in the near future. Here's hoping, Rory, who's been your highlight? Um, obviously, retrospectively, as a Scotland fan, it's, it's not a highlight anymore because we're out the tournament. But... I, I don't know about you guys, but I was craving, I think I said in the show the other night, I was absolutely craving that one moment where you lose yourself and you just, whether it's for five seconds, ten seconds, whatever it may be. And when Callum McGregor's goal went in, the whole country seen all the fan zones and them cutting to it and everybody's beer going up in the air and everyone jumping about kind of crazy, which, you know, I've seen at tournaments growing up um, all over the world for different countries. It's never been us. So I think when Callum McGregor's goal hit the back of the net, you know, jumping off your couch or your sofa or jumping up in the pubs or... You know, drinks going everywhere. I think from a Scotland point of view, if we had went through that full tournament and no had a moment like that, it would have been a shame. Um, so I think if we're talking about a specific moment, like I said, the goal was meaningless now, but it was such an important goal at the time, and everyone just went tonto, and it was it was amazing. So that was probably the highlight for me. Definitely, <laughs> I, the viewers will be noticed this because you can't see it. But I've just noticed Bolton's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he changed that. That wasn't me. He changed that when I come on. Right, that's it. brilliant. Because <laughs> I couldn't spell Posta Coglu. I don't know how to change your name on it. He said a bigger nightmare than Steve Redoran. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was actually just going to interject here, as Rory said that. As, as you well know, a lot of my friends I support the other team in Glasgow. Um, and they said, they were talking about the, what was going to be on the show, and they said their highlight, uh, our beer-swilling moment was when Stephen O'Donnell hit the target with that shot. They thought that was amazing. <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly walked away not when, when Carl McGregor scored. Aye. First oh. time. Well, I was about to say it's the first time I've shouted, uh, cheered them scoring a goal, but it's good that I go at Ibrox. It's good that I go at Ibrox. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> Definitely, but let's see who makes our makes the grade in the our team of the group stages. We're going to do all this individually, so we're just going to go around the table and everybody's going to give their team of the group stages. We'll start with Rory. Who makes your team? So I went with a 
um, a three-five-two. Okay. A formation. I've gone for with the the goalkeeper. I wanted somebody who had had a bit of work to do and contributed to the team qualifying. I think the likes of your Courtois and your, uh, you know, the Dutch goalie and things like that. I they've kept three clean sheets. Uh, Belgium, sorry, haven't kept a clean sheet, but you know the the team have done it rather than them having to pull off good saves. So I went with. Um, Danny Ward, the Wales goalkeeper. Okay. I think he made some big saves in the Switzerland game and big saves in the Turkey game. Uh, finished with four points. And I think overall, um, he's had a really good start to the tournament and massively contributed towards Wales qualifying. Um, my three centre-backs are, although he didn't play the last game, I went with Tyrone Mings. I thought he was incredibly unlucky to be dropped for the last game. I thought he was by far and away the best defender against Scotland for England. And I thought he had a, a really, really good game against Croatia as well. Um, next to him is Bonucci. Um, I think it's hard to argue with how good the Italians have been. And I think the kind of big part of that is obviously the defence. And in terms of going forward, Italy are a team like we've never seen before from the Italians. But, you know, that base at the back is still paramount. So Bonucci's in there. Um, I've tried to mix it up and get as many different players for different teams as possible. I think Lindelof's had a very good tournament as well. Clean sheet against the Spanish. Um, another clean sheet as well the other night. And I think he's contributed as well to towards Sweden's finish top of the group with seven points ahead of a Spanish team. Uh, getting a nil-nil draw against the Spaniards and getting your two wins, that's pretty much the perfect start to your campaign. Um, and Lindelof's been at the heart of that in the defence. Um, Left wing back is Spirazzola, if that's how you say it, from Italy. I think he's been a standout at wing back, especially in the first game. Again, I know some of these guys didn't play the last game, but that speaks volumes for already qualified rest your best players. So he's been outstanding. Um, and on the, the other side, Denzel Dumfries, who has been phenomenal to watch for that position. Um, so aye, he looks like he's going to score every attack and he's a, he's a wing back. He's contributed massively going forward and looks solid defensively as well. Um, the pivot, as they call it, um, I've went with Jorginho um, at the, the base of the three. I think he's been excellent as well. Um, and just in front of the, uh, Jorginho, I've went with Wijnaldum and Pogba. I think Pogba, some of Pogba's general all-round play, I know he's not maybe scored a goal or whatever else, but me and Shankar were discussing just how good that assist was the other night. He was phenomenal in the first game against Germany as well. He was brilliant. So went with him, Wijnaldum as well, um, as, as Wilson's touched on there. Kind of, I know they had a kind of easier group, but I expected them to maybe struggle a little bit more than they have. And I think Wijnaldum's been a big part of that. You know, he's the captain in Van Dijk's absence and um, he's scoring goals. He's, he's contributing uh, offensively, defensively. And I think he's, I think he's been phenomenal. Uh, up front, Ronaldo. Um, bit of a bog standard one. Everyone kind of, I think everyone would have them in have him in their sides where he scored five goals and um, he's generally he can be labelled at Ronaldo at times as well that he, he just scores goals but some of his general play and all round play winning winning free kicks out of the pitch and sucking sucking players in drawing fouls and just his all round play I think he's been phenomenal um, and up with him is Schick from Czech Republic um, outstanding goal against ourselves of course in the first game um, and uh, well, it was a double, it was a great header as well. Tucks away the penalty nicely against Croatia. And exactly what we were missing. If we'd had Schick in our team, you know, he'd have gobbled up a couple of those chances. And that can be the difference at this level. When I think Schick, um, Czech Republic, 
versus Scotland, I think the Czechs would have seen that game the same. If we can win that one, what a chance we've got. And Shuck was the difference. He was he was he was quality. So um Ward, Lindelof, Bonucci, Mings, Dumfries, Spirazola, Jorginho, Wijnaldum, Pogba, Ronaldo, and Schick. Brilliant. Shankers, who you got on your team in the group stage? Uh I, I get Rory's point about the goalie can about the goalie contributing and stuff like that, but I, I want my goalie to keep the ball in the net. So I've got Donnaruman, uh three three shutouts. So he's in for me. Um Right back, I went for for Dumfries as well. Uh, I'm, I'm which formation? Uh, sorry, it is four two three one. Four two three one. Cool. Yep. Right, uh, four at the back. So right back, I've got Denzel Dumfries. Uh, he's been good defensively, but he's he's chipped in with a few goals as well. So goals win games for me. I've went Spinazzola as well. Left back. We were talking. In previous uh, reviews of the games and stuff like that, how impressive he's been. I, I actually hadn't really heard him until the, I watched the first game, and then he, he caught my eye, and then he's been he's been good every game since. Uh, I've went with Benucci and Stones as my pairing. Uh, both both had good tournaments so far, and and the most important thing I think is defender is is clean sheets, and and they've had that. Stones was unlucky with a header against Scotland as well. My two in centre mid is Wijnaldum and Locatelli. Uh, midfield goal scorers this tournament so far, both of them. I don't know if that's really Locatelli's game, but he scored two goals, I think it was the Switzerland game. Mm-hmm. He scored two, so he's in there. Wijnaldum has chipped in. I think he's got three goals so far in this tournament. And he's, he's all-round play is, is top class. I've got it that he's... He's leaving Liverpool uh, to go to PSG, whatever they're getting, but he's in there. I think, I think he, I don't know if he, because at Liverpool he's, he's in amongst world-class players and I don't know if it, at the national team, whether it's because there's just a, a kind of, him and Van Dijk are the kind of, the pay as well as, as a, probably kind of up there as, as top players. So I don't know if he, he kind of stands out because of, of that reason, but he's always really good uh, watching Holland. Uh, the three behind uh, the three in front of them on right the right hand side of Wentway, Memphis Depay, uh Depay, however you pronounce it. Two goals, two assists so far in three games. Uh I think I think that's a good record. As I said, I want I'm wanting goals and, and assistance for my front players and, and he's certainly done that. I'm playing Ronaldo off the left. Uh, that he's he's played there before. I know he's playing kind of more centrally with Portugal, but five five goals, three games. I, I know a couple of penalties, but I don't really think we can um, they can argue that, that he's in the team of the group so far. In the middle of them, I went for Forsberg for Sweden. Uh, he's he's had three goals as well so far in the tournament. Sweden with Sweden of a uh, top tier group when they they probably weren't expecting to with, with Spain in it. So uh, he's heavily contributed to, towards them topping the group. So he's in there. And up front on his own is Lukaku. Uh, I think he's he's all-round game. Lukaku, I think he's the, the complete striker for me. Big, strong, he's quick. I, mean, I don't know if any seen the thing with Jamie Carragher on Sky. When he's, he's shown him when he, when he gets the ball in tight and the defender's tight there. He just rolls him so easy. He says he's so confident. When he gets the ball in, he's going to roll you in one, one of his goals. 
think it was against Finland. That exactly happens. Bond defeat his old defender and finishes it and uh, sitting on three goals as well for the tournament. And, and looking well, they've got, a, they've got a tough tie in the next one, but if they, if they get through that, uh, they'll be there or thereabouts. So that's my team. Brilliant. Just on, just, just on that, i seen that clip, Shankers, and Carragher was kitted out. I know as a young lad, he was an Everton fan, he was kitted out in full Everton gear. Now, the, the, debate down the, ro- the debate down the road about uh, Derby's and the biggest... I mean, that's a debate worldwide, but can you imagine um, Lorenzo Amoruso turning up at Parkhead <laughs> in, a, in, a in, in a Celtic kit? Or I vice know. versa? I know. Uh, Tom Boyd in a Ranger strip. Aye, <laughs> madness. Sometimes he wore one, to be fair. <laughs> right, Wilson, what's your team in the tournament so far? <laughs> uh, well... I spent a, a wee while on this, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I didn't want to upset the viewers or my fellow panellists um, with some of my selections. So I've went John McLaughlin as the goalie. Um, Nathan Patterson at right back. Halanda. Uh, Glenn Kamara. Billy Gilmer. That's really all I could put. I was part of five side team, man. Anyway, I'll say you three. So... I went 3-4-3, and again, I've kind of, most of the players have already been picked, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> I can agree with Shankers. I think if you keep clean sheets, then you know, you've know you done your job. So I went for Jordan Pickford. So I made a couple of saves against Scotland. I'm hoping I'm cursing them the same way I did Callum <laughs> Davidson and the St. Johnson team. They chucked a few in on Tuesday. But I just, you, you could have went with any of the guys I think that have kept uh, three clean sheets. So I just opted for him. I agree with Rory. Tyrone Mings made my team as well. I think when he's played, he's been a defender. You know, done his job. I don't think he offers much attacking prowess, but... Who's that, sorry? Uh, Tyrone Mings. Fingham plays already. Aye. Oh, aye. You've got, you've got, you've got to be fair. You've got to be fair. There's, there's, there's one. You'll well surprised at. <laughs> um, I went for Delat as well. I think he just... Young, because my other guys are a wee bit older as well in the back. I went with Buyata as well for Belgium. I thought he's played very well. I know they tend to get a lot of time on the ball. Um, so my back three, Mings, Boyata and Dilat. Um <clears throat> Wide right, I've went Kimmich. A wide oh, right midfield. What a player, man. Yeah, yeah just... My oh, favourite player good. in the world. Thank you, oh, him, I love him. Always, always just good. You know, very good probably. And then the other side, Gareth Bale, who is, I think is just world-class. And I think I think he makes, I think he's a big contribution in terms of just making the other Welsh players believe, you know. Um, I think with him and Ramsey, they've got two world-class players in that squad. And I think he galvanised it a wee bit and can obviously be, he was able to produce that bit of magic. I know he missed a penalty and whatnot, but I think just his presence galvanises that whole squad, to be honest. Um to miss that penalty as well and then go and do what he did just shows his mentality, man. Mm-hmm. Like last minute, 1 0 doing, taking the ball in the corner flag and skinning two people instead of just keeping it in there. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he's an excellent player. I think he'll do well at Celtic next year. Um, <laughs> again, I've got Mignaldum. I think we spoke about him enough. I think he's had a great tournament so far. And I know he's all laugh, but I've, I've went for Glenn Kamara uh, in my team. I think Finland have been okay. I think they've been quite unlucky. But I th- every time, Again, maybe the cameras are always on him because he plays here. But I think when you've, when you've seen him play, he actually was making them tick a wee bit. Yeah. And he always seemed to be on the ball or drawing a foul or being involved. He was always kind of there or thereabouts. So I actually think he's played well in the, in the three games that he's played. Um, so I, I would have that. 
Um, and then I've got Ronaldo, Lukaku and Schick up front. Schick because two goals against Scotland were just class. He scored a penalty as well, so a wee bit of confidence. Lukaku's the ridiculous season in Milan. And as I say, Shank has already spoke about him. And Ronaldo as well. And as I say, folks seem to think hitting penalty kicks um, is fairly straightforward. But Harry Kane was made a knight of the realm for scoring penalty kicks at a World Cup. And Ronaldo just doesn't seem under any pressure. Did you have Ronaldo done as a flop? Probably, I. Um, well, as I say, in the tournament <laughs> so far, you know, as I say, and I think I'd Harry Kane as top scorer as well, so <laughs> the viewers won't even listen to the Matt team anyway, they'll probably pick the <laughs> guys. Um, but again, I quite like being proved wrong, like, as I say, it's penalties, but... Seems that way, it happens a lot. <laughs> the pressure he's <laughs> under, the pressure he's under to take those penalty kicks um, is, is, is absolutely class, so I've, I've started, I'll give him a wee, like, a wee do you, do you think when he's running to take the penalty, Wilson, that in his head he's gone this could take us through, or do you think he's gone, this is another goal for me? Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I actually sometimes felt, I always remember the, the Champions League final against Chelsea and Man United, when Van der Sar saves an Elkis penalty, and your reaction, everyone piles forward to the goalie, because he's, he kind of cried himself on the halfway line. I felt sometimes at Real Madrid, if Bale or someone else scored, they didn't really celebrate as well, but I think with Portugal, I think it might be slightly different. I think yeah. quite patriotic. You know, I, I remember when they got to the final the last time, he was dragging them through from the side of the park because he wasn't playing. Um, but no, I, no, I, I think with Portugal, it's slightly different at club level than I would tend to agree with it. It's a wee, it's a wee bit about him. So that's your, that's your team. I'm going to go Can with... Can we run it. through it? No, you're right. Oh, yeah, you go run through it quickly. Pick, Pickford, Mings, Boyata, Delitt. Bale, Wijnaldum, Kamara, Kimmich, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Shankers. Oh no, shit, sorry. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to go for a 3-5-2. With a goalkeeper, I have a similar thought to Rory. I know Pickford and Donnarumma are the only two to keep clean sheets, but you went for Danny Ward. I'm going to go with somebody similar. I'm going to go with Sweden's Robin Olsen. I thought he had a terrific game against uh, Spain. Kept a really good Spain side out. I think he's been probably the best goalkeeper of the tournament so far. So I'm going to put Olsen in at goalkeeper. Three at the back. Benucci straight in there. I think he's been the, the main man for Italy at the back. Simon Kerr at Denmark, I've got. He's been the, probably the hero of the tournament for, for reasons other than football. But he's actually been very, very good for Denmark in that game against Belgium. I thought he was the best player in the park. Defensively, I think he's been rock solid. We lost the game. Can't stop Kevin De Bruyne though. Not even Bolly stop Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> but uh, I'm torn between two for the other third, the third centre half position. I'm going with Imeric Laporte for Spain. I think he's probably been Spain's best player in a, a tournament that's probably been kind of up and down so far. I think Laporte's probably been, been a standout. I've packed him over John Stones. Five in the five in the midfield. First of all, my wing, my right wing backs. I went against. Sorry, George. who were your three centre backs? You had Laporte, Pierre, and Benucci. Yes, right, okay. Love to play against him. <laughs> Five in my, my two wing backs are uh, uh, Denzel Dumfries at right wing back. I think he's, as I've said, everything that needs to be said about Dumfries has been terrific attacking and defensively. Left wing back, Spinazzola. I think he's probably been the most consistent, but I think the best performance of the tournament has been Robin Gossens. But I've put Spinazzola in just for the consistency over the three games. Three in the midfield, Wijnaldum, as I've said, everything needs to be said there. 
Locatelli, I think his passing's been terrific. I think as well, he's scoring goals. He's keeping Verratti out of the team. I just think he's been one of the kind of main, main men for Italy. And I've went with Paul Pogba. I think, as you say, he's just a different player when he plays with France. So my five are done three, Spinazzola, Pogba, Wijnaldum and Locatelli. And my two up front are uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo. I think there's, as I've said, everything needs to be said there. So Olsen, Laporte, Kia, Benucci, Dumfries, Pogba, Wijnaldum, Locatelli, Spinazzola, Lukaku and Ronaldo. So that's at my team. Albert, play that team the more I'll beat them 1-0. <laughs> Who's like, well, we'll touch on a couple of questions as well before we get into our brackets. Wilson, what, out of 10, what would you grade Scotland's performance at the Euros? Oh. Very difficult. Um, again, I think, I mean, I've been saying it for a, for a long time. I'm obviously old enough to remember multiple tournaments. And I think when you get there, are, are you happy just to be there? Is that the mentality we're at just now? Um, again, it was a wee bit. You know, the, the performances for me were were okay. They were they were probably probably a wee bit higher than I expected. Um, again, but it's a wee bit the same story. You get yourself up for the England game, and you kind of you forget about how possibly how good the Czechs were and how good Croatia were. Um, you can look at it. You know, scoring one goal in three games. You know, maybe not great. Um, but I think performances-wise, then you'd look a wee bit higher. So it's probably middle of the road for me, five out of ten. I think we can do better, but I, I, I still believe we are we're missing a number nine. Um, and I think to a certain extent we're missing a goalkeeper. Not that, well, maybe second goal, David Marshall. I, I never, even when he was saving penalties in those shootouts, I never ever felt David Marshall was a number one choice goalkeeper. And I've, I said it on here, and most folk probably agreed. And maybe it did happen, but Steve Clark should have been just chatting Alan McGregor's door every single day after his work, begging him to come and play. He was on fire all season. He's been fired most of his career, to be fair, but he was on fire this season. And if he'd have carried it through, you know, a few games, not that, I mean, I don't think the second goal against the Czechs would have happened. The first one, like any goal in the world would have saved. Um, I guess the demands he puts on other players as well. You don't want yes. to make a mistake if McGregor's in goals. Yeah, I, 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 would totally, I would totally agree with that, Rory. Absolutely. So, I'm never, never confident in David Marshall. Um, he's a good goalie. He's good. He's not great, though. And, and I think that's that, that's what you need, especially. I mean, we've we've all listed maybe three or four goals we could have put in that team, you know. Um, so, it shows you the, the, the standard um, that you need. So, I, I would go on middle of the road, five out of ten. Happy to be there. Performances were, were okay. Wembley was a highlight again, but again, it showed a wee bit. If, of, that's, if um, that's what you would rate the team, what if you had to just rate Steve Clark out of ten for his managerial um, performance? I love um, <laughs> Where would you have him? Uh, again, what, what only kind of tactically. Again, it's, it's it's all hindsight. I think I think the first game against the Czech Republic. The substitutions were were delayed, but is he is he looking saying right? It's two 0 If I go and gamble, that's it can end up five or six. Um, I agree. He should have made made the subs earlier. I think against England he got it spot on. I don't think there could be much complaint. And again, against Croatia, I, I was I was looking at the team and thinking I think we can harm them. But I'm I'm always and you get you guys will know because of the levels you've played at, especially when Shankers is at Liverpool, 
there's, <laughs> there's one bad performance merit you've been dropped and, and maybe different in tournament football rather than over a season. You know, that and that's a hard one. As I say, I felt London Dykes against England was okay. I think he set the tone early, giving Shaw a bit, a bit of a dunt. And I think they kind of, oh, wait a minute here, this is, this is going to be a bit more physical. The game against Croatia just completely passed them by. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas, I maybe, I, I hate to criticise Steve Clark, a stronger manager would have done what he did in the first game. Well, Christy, you're not doing it, you're half at half time, Dykes, you're not doing it half at half time. Maybe a wee bit more ruthless um, in his substitutions. But here, again, and it goes back to the balance, so we're happy to be there. But again, I also feel, you know, where, where have those Callum McGregor performances been? I thought he was excellent against the yeah. Czech and the Croatians. You know, where have these performances been? Is he doing a bit of a pogba? You know, I'm playing for a move here on the world stage. You know, so I'll turn up. Because ha- let's be honest, he hasn't turned up all season for Celtic and Paul was really not turned up this season for Man United, but they go to these events playing against a much higher class of player and best players on the park. Um, but it's 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 hard it's hard to criticize, but I can definitely see there was um the substitutions were a wee bit baffling at times, um, if you understand. In fact, Wally Lyle must have been injured um, if he brought on Scott McKenna. That 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 was the most bizarre <laughs> one for me. Um I would just. I think that was. I think that was more because he thought he thought that he was the closest player to Hanley instead of. Obviously, a rationale behind it, but the must they if he must have done the mannequins left for the training sessions. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I just don't think McKenna's even at Notts Forest level. To be honest, I, I don't, I don't think he offers anything different to what you know a Declan Gallagher or any centre half do. I mean, Has he played down at Forest? I, yeah, think he, I, I, think, I think he does. But the partnership at Nottingham Forest, Scott McKenna and Joe Worrell. Joe Worrell, aye. He was, he's there as well. So, Ian Graham Walton McGee, they were absolutely. Exactly. absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I would. And, and you know, a, guy, a, guy, a guy I watched the Czech Republic game made a good point. You know, he, he feels maybe five or six of these boys that started possibly in that squad won't play for Scotland again now. Do you think so? Well, I, I I can see I can see I can see his point. So, so, so for example, for me, you know, there's a lot of hype about the boy Patterson. No, Patterson needs to do what Gilmer does. Come in his next game and play excellent, and he'll play. Therefore, Stephen Doyle does not play for Scotland again unless Patterson project is injured or something. Because Stephen Doyle's a wee bit older, you know. Um, you're looking at the emergence of Billy Gilmer. If Billy Gilmer continues to play like that. Is it like some maybe who's going to miss out? Is it going to be Armstrong? Is it going to be McTominay? Is it going to be McGregor? So one of them's not going to play if Gilmer's fit. You know, you look, Dykes is a bit of criticism. Is he going to start? Or is he going to look to play with Adams and McGinn or whatever it is? You know, the, the Ryan Christie subbed at half-time in the first game, didn't feature again. You know, um, so there's, there's a few there. there. There's a few there. Jack Hendry came in and played the first game. Cheerio. So it's it's definitely, it's good to have options. It's good to have a big squad and a wee bit to choose from. Um, but... I, I just don't know, and, that, and this is this is where I kind of have my reservations about Sir Steve. Is, is he going to start the World Cup qualifiers with Gilmer, Patterson, and bring this flesh blood in, or is he going to play this kind of loyalty card, you know, um, because it's big games, experienced players maybe do a wee bit better and continue the way it's going? I, I don't know. So I'll go go back to the question he asked 45 minutes ago, Rory. <laughs> um I'll say I'll go seven out of ten for Sir Steve. Seven. Brilliant. 
Tommy Griffin's asked, do you think the English national team is really overhyped in the media or is, uh, or is it that they underachieve in major tournaments in comparison to the expectations? We'll give this to Rory. We'll start with Rory. Do you think the English team's overhyped in Both. the media? Both. I would say... I would say they're overhyped in the media, absolutely. Um, but I would also say they underachieved. Don't get me wrong. Semi-finals at the last World Cup, kind of setting that aside and looking at their performances out with that. Even at the last World Cup, you know, Croatia, uh, Colombia on penalties, um, drawn Sweden, and then, you know, teams you would expect them to beat. Teams that would comfortably and qualify and appreciate Colombia obviously wouldn't be in their qualifying group, but you know what I mean. These types of teams, they blow away, but they always seem to struggle against when it comes to these kind of major tournaments. So, I think it's a mixture of both. I listen, listen I mean, I turned on Sky Sports News and yesterday morning, you know, the game the whole world's talking about was the announcement, England, <clears> Germany. And I was thinking, really? And it's getting that perspective of seeing Germany, do they see England? Do, do they see that as this big historic thing that they go back years and years? Or do, do Germany maybe see Spain or France or Italy as their biggest contenders? But we are exposed to the English media on a daily basis, so we can't escape it. So we start to believe these things because it's impossible not to when you're getting fed that constantly. But I would say it's a it's a mixture of both, probably. I, I do think that historically they, they are capable of doing far better, especially that kind of golden era they talk about with your Lampards, Gerrards, um, Michael Owens and things like that, John Terry at the back. They should have done better in major tournaments. Yet, you know... The media would have you believe that every single team in the tournament wants to avoid England. So a balance of both. But I think I genuinely believe that on paper, England have had much stronger teams in my lifetime, much stronger teams, but they've not been able to handle the pressure. I think at the World Cup, it played into their favour last time that they weren't really expected to do much. And I think that helped a lot of players. When push comes to shove, I think they'll be beaten on Tuesday by hook or by crook. It might be penalties again. It might be extra. I don't know. I think I think England will feel the pressure far more than the Germans will. Um, but to answer your questions, it's sickening listening to some of the media coverage that, that comes out of England, especially having scored. You know, Wilson touched on it at the top of the show. They've been mediocre at best. Um, and it was actually great to see Gilmer, McGregor and McGinn play so well against England because... They had Calvin Phillips on a pedestal at one point. He was player of the tournament at half-time against Croatia, and it was 0-0. So it was quite nice to see the Scottish players going in and proving that theory wrong, because it was ridiculous to start with. So uh, Calvin Phillips is an example of the English media. Uh, and you could have possibly level at us as well, you know, with the Billy Gilmer thing. But um, I just think that it's a poison chalice playing for England and being the England manager. It's, it's almost impossible unless you win the thing. So... I, I'm sick of listening to the English media and I think that come Tuesday night they'll all be crying at their pillows. Thank you, what's your thoughts? But I, I kind of, I mean, one of me and my pals were talking about it, I think, and I feel sorry for the players, as they're almost set up there to be shot at before the tournament started because of the media, as Rory says. So I kind of feel sorry for them to a certain extent. I think I've always been one if the golden generation of players, if they couldn't win it, well, this team isn't going to win it. And then they got to the World Cup semi-finals, brought out a DVD. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't do themselves any favours when, when you think about it. But it, the only difference I see this time is I think they've got a lot of players that 
think there was a lot of pressure on like your likes of Rooney's, Gerrard's, Lampard's, etc. And I think they felt the pressure. Whereas, see, this time I think they've got a lot of players, young players like Sterling, Mount, Foden, Relish, etc. I think a lot of them there's been no thriving pressure, but don't really feel feel the pressure. They're just so young and maybe no naive, but they're just young and good and play football and, and treat every game the same, maybe. And that's the only thing that I think could work in their favour ever so slightly. But I'm not saying they don't care, but they just whether it's whether it's a pre-season friendly or whether it's the Champions League final, I think they all play the same way all the time. And I think that can only play in Dinger's favour. But as the question is, are they overhyped? I think they are by, by their own people. I think that's only thing. It's, it's no criticism of the, the players themselves or, or Southgate, but it's, it's a hard one. And they probably should be doing better than than what they. I think, mind you, the World Cup 2018, I think getting to that semi final was probably up at the limit, kind of thing. So they're probably underachieving most of the other years. I think they got the, they got the best out of about the squad that they had that year. I mean, Eric Dyer was in it and they got to the World Cup semi-final. Wilson, what's your thoughts on it? You're probably an interesting person to ask about this because you've been about since 66 when the <laughs> overhype dream is at its highest. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, R- Rory said it all, to be honest. Although the only thing I would disagree was <clears throat> I think England are more than capable of taking a few off Germany on Tuesday. I, I agree with what Shankar said as well in terms of, I mean, I've seen some unbelievable England squads over the years and they've, they've, they've came up short, especially in Euros. World Cups are a bit different and they haven't won anything. But if you look back, and I know you're young pups, <clears throat> if you look back though, the Germany squad, for example, of 1990 was un- unbelievable. They were all better than each individual England player at that time. You know, Klinsmann and Voller at the time were better than Lineker and Beersley, whoever it was at the time. You go back, you know, eight, was it 2006, 8 and 10 with the World Cup in Europe and Spain won it. Every Spanish player was better than probably every English player at the time. You know, and that's where your Gerrards, Lampards, etc. you know, didn't, didn't win anything. This time, I don't think there's an outstanding team in this Euro. Spain, Spain, Spain and Spain and Germany didn't put England out, but we're getting put off, out of Iceland and Oh, that, that, was, that was a bit more recent. I just, I just mean like Portugal as well. In 1990, West Germany put them out. You know, um, France, France 98 was Argentina. They had a great team at the time as well. Now, England had a great team as well, but I just always felt it was better elsewhere. Yeah, I, I felt England were better than Croatia at the last World Cup, even though England got there with 26 penalties. Um, You're obsessed again, with penalties, mate. Um, they'll do everyone a favour by putting them out but I don't think in this tournament there's an outstanding team um, in Europe just now where every player is like on the top of their game like the Spanish guys did um, three tournaments in a row and I just think the whole the side of the draw then let's let everybody into Wembley for the quarter semis and final England are getting everything on a plate you know to win this tournament um, and that's unfortunately where I, th- I think they're more than capable of taking goals off Germany. I don't think it's a great German team at all, Tuesday. Um, and I'd be very, very surprised if England are not in the final. Right, let's get to our predictions for, the, sure. next, for the next few weeks. Because obviously we've got the we've got brackets here and we're gonna put out we're gonna put these out on social media so we can hold everybody to account for the predictions. 
We'll start with Wilson. We've got eight, eight last 16 games. We're going to go our route for here to the final. Belgium, mm. Portugal. Who you got? Belgium. Belgium. You want a score or just a, just a no, team? No, just a team. Just a Belgium. Team. Italy, Austria. Italy. France, Switzerland. France. Croatia, Spain. Spain. Sweden, Ukraine. Sweden. England, Germany. England. Netherlands, Czech Republic. I think that'll be the closest one, but I think the Netherlands will get through in that one. And finally, the last tie of round, the round of 16, Wales and Denmark. I think Wales. Wales. So we'll move on to the quarterfinals. Belgium, Italy. Belgium. France, Spain. France. Sweden, England. England. And the Netherlands against Wales. Netherlands. Semi-finals, Belgium, France. Belgium, we'll stick with Belgium. And England and the Netherlands. England. So a Belgium-England final, <clears throat> who wins the Euros? Who was it, Belgium and... England. This is like, remember, you used to play FIFA back in the day and you couldn't be asked playing the game, so you press square and just skip the full tournament. <laughs> Sim- simulate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go... I, I, I think I tapped Belgium on the show when we were on at the, at the start of the tournament, so I'll, 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 stick, with, I'll stick with Belgium then. So that means you'll do it tomorrow, probably. <laughs> Belgium to win it, so Wilson's got Belgium to win it. We'll go with Shankers next. Belgium, Portugal. 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 Italy, Austria. Italy. France, Switzerland. France. Croatia, Spain. Spain. Sweden, Ukraine. Sweden. England, Germany. Germany. Netherlands, Czech Republic. Netherlands. And Wales, Denmark. Wales. So, end of the quarterfinals, Portugal, Italy. See, the thing is, I only done the last 16. I thought we were just doing the predictions for the last 16. So, this oh. is just off the top of my head. Portugal. Wing it. Portugal. France, Spain. France. Sweden, Germany. Germany. Netherlands, Wales. Netherlands. So, into the semi-finals, Portugal, France. France. And Germany, Netherlands. Germany. Final, a rematch of Group A, the first game in Group F, France, Germany. Who wins the Euros? France. France. So, Shankers has got France. Rory, Belgium, Portugal. Belgium. Italy, Austria. Italy. France, Switzerland. France. Croatia, Spain. Croatia. Sweden, Ukraine. Ukraine. England, Germany. Germany. Netherlands, Czech Republic. Netherlands. Wales, Denmark. Wales. So, into the quarterfinals, Belgium versus Italy. Italy. France, Croatia. France. Ukraine, Germany. 
Germany. Netherlands, Wales. It's just something about Wales again this year. Like, I, I'm going to go Wales. I'm going to see Wales. them get to the semi again. Aye. So you've got Wales reaching the semi-final. The, the semi-finals, Italy, France. Italy. Big call. And Germany, Wales. Germany. So Italy, Germany final. Who wins the Euros? Italy. So you've got Italy. Big call. Big you know what I want See the... The England Germany game, I think whoever wins that game gets the final. Because see when you see that side of the tie, if, if it goes the way the favourites are winning it, I think Netherlands are the other, the other big uh, nation that will have a chance to get to the semi. So it will be England or Germany versus the Netherlands, I think. Uh, so. How are you working it, Pikey? Are we, are we getting scores for each one we get right? But you go through it the next round or what? I will do something like that, yeah. Just a predictor to put out for, for the rest of the tournament. So if we... If Bobby Madden's getting any game, Shankers, then the Dutch will get to the final, I would think, with they on strips. I think he'll be rooting them on, to be honest. So There's no Scottish refs. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can be surprised. <laughs> well, well, they, yeah, they, it's got, it's got, get, getting themselves warmed up for 56. That's fine. <laughs> Right, let's look at the two games tomorrow in depth. Wales play Denmark tomorrow. Sorry, Scott, are you going, are you going to give us yours? I'll, uh, who's, who's going to read them out? I'll, I'll, Maybe not I'll in go. order. <laughs> <laughs> right, Wales, Denmark. Denmark. Italy, Austria. Italy. Holland, Czech Republic. Holland. Belgium, Portugal. Belgium. Um, Croatia, Spain. Spain, only just. Just. Croatia, Spain. France, Switzerland. France. And England, Germany. Germany and penalties. That's my call. Penalties? I've got a few written during penalties. Spain and Sweden are both winning penalties in mine. Can you imagine the media if they're losing penalties? No. Just tank. Just tank is, Sweden it's... versus Ukraine. Sweden. So that leaves. What does that leave? <laughs> Belgium, Italy that in the quarterfinals. Is... You want me to just Belgium read Italy in the quarterfinals? Italy. That? Italy for me. France plays Spain. France, I'm going to go with France. Plays Spain. That's France. Um, what did you say in the Wales Denmark one? I said Denmark. Denmark. I think Denmark, Denmark will be Holland. Holland and uh, Sweden are playing Germany. England or Germany? Germany. I'm going to go for Germany. Are you busy doing it yourself? Because <laughs> I've got it round. I've, I've not got the hang in front. Just read your suit, Pikey. Italy, France, semi final. I'm going to go with Italy. And Germany, Denmark, semi-final. I'm going to go with Germany. Germany, Italy, final. I've said Germany all along. Germany for me. So that would be... We've gone with four different winners, so... It wouldn't surprise me if Germany going to win 15 minutes faking it the whole tournament. And then they could end up... Do you know how I, see, great chance, do you know how I see the game going, right? See if, Germany, see if England get through Germany for pace. But England have got the pace to hurt Germany because I think the links of Hummels at the back is a big worry pace-wise. 
if England yeah. exploit that, I think England will win. But... It comes back to mentality, though, because I think if England were 15 minutes for going out, they'd be panicking and throwing, yeah. the, throwing the kitchen sink at it. The I Germans Germany, don't do that. I think Germany have got the mentality. Lodge just sniffs his fingers and gets on, mate. <laughs> I just think England are just better than them. I think they've got better players than now. And as I say... Head call. I think I've got 2% battery left, by the way, so I might cut off in a second. Aye, that's fine. We'll just we'll wrap <laughs> up there. I haven't started yet, so that's where I'm going, England. Brilliant. But we'll touch on the two games quickly before Rory cuts out and we finish the show up. Wales, Denmark. What are we, what are we thinking, Wilson? What's, uh... I, hope, I, hope, I hope Wales win. I, I hope Wales win. No disrespect to Denmark. I know they've had a kind of troubled tournament with the Ericsson situation. Um, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of Gareth Bale and I like John Hartson on the commentary, so uh, I hope I hope we'll beat them. Hope we'll beat them. There was a score. Uh, five three in penalties, Wales. Big call. <laughs> Shankers, what we got for Wales, Denmark? I think Wales will win one 0 and their man Bale will score. Rory. Two 0 Wales. Bale and Ramsey, two 0 And I'm going to go with two one Denmark. I think we will see Poulsen and Hoiberg. Where goal he scored. He's in three assists, so he'll got a goal eventually. I'm going for I Denmark. do not want a third-place team to win it or even go through. Does my not in that. Can I win one game and then win a tournament? Anyway, sorry. Team finished second. No, they never. Uh, I did not finish second. With three points? Yeah. I, because they won 4-1 in goal difference. They went through in goal difference because Finland and Austria finished. They should still do it. Should still get him. <laughs> and yeah. at eight o'clock at Wembley, we have Italy versus Austria. Is this an Italy formality, Wilson? Do we think? Yeah, two 0 Italy, comfortable. Shankers, three 0 Italy. I've got Rory. Uh, Austria scored a good few goals. They look quite dangerous on the attack. So I'll go. I'll get them a notch, and I'll go three one Italy. I'll go three one Italy, and that is that. That's that's our games. We'll see, see just on England thing, we're going to put out there. England will never win. A tournament with Rice and Phillips as a centre mid pairing. I don't think they've been that bad either. Either of the two of them. I don't. They've not been that bad, but they're not good enough to win the tournament. Maybe no, but do not think it's more West going forward. Oh, fuck me, man! It's 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 the full the full backs in the front four though. That's the the danger. Aye, they're they're just they're just in there kick for. Um, what about Sancho? Do we think Sancho could start on Tuesday? He scored two goals, but. They are. Wilson. They've got the players going forward, but they've scored two goals. Surely Sancho's made for a game like this. He knows that. He knows the opponents. He knows what he's up against. Even if he doesn't start, bring him on with half an hour to go. Aye. Can he play? He can not play a minute and then start in the last sixteen and touch a big game like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Only get what you're saying. I'll be sitting here with a Germany strap on. Don't make no bones <laughs> about it. Then I'll be praying that they get beat, but. I'm expecting Foden and Mount and all that to turn up because they haven't so far. Um, and as I that's say, the beauty of tournament football, Wilson. The, the best team Disney always win. And I think the mentality comes into it. And that's why I think the Germans will just do it. Do you agree with Shanker's statement that whoever wins that game gets the final? Yeah. Well, we both we both have them in the final, don't we? You just asked us. Yeah. Nah, I didn't even <laughs> think of that question, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, but we're going to wrap up the show there. I just want to thank Wilson, Shankers and Rory for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. The dream team's back together. Brilliant. Oh, I can't wait to look later on the tournament and see how 
miles off I was. Yeah, we're going to post these tomorrow. <laughs> and Austria left the cup, we're all at <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask, did St. Johnson get relegated this year? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, but we're going to be back tomorrow night with a review show of the two games on Saturday. Thanks very much for watching, everyone. Follow us on social media and subscribe to us on YouTube and podcasts. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>